joining me today on Monthly Wins. I'm really, really excited to have my friend Dorothy Elson here with us today. She's just a smart, smart woman. I've learned a lot from following her over the years and also just being with her in person at some live events and hearing her speak on her subject matter. So I just know you're going to learn a lot from her about um, content and paid ads and funnels and how to make your products and your content really work better for you. So Dorothy, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. So before we dive too far in, I know you've got a couple of businesses kind of running in tandem here. Um, why don't you tell folks a little bit about each of those like main focuses that you have? Absolutely. So um, I have my agency, Needles Eye Media, which is a business I started in 2017, um, really as a, a freelancer. So I started um, running uh, paid ads. Originally, it was just Facebook ads at the time um, for businesses, and did that um, you know on my own, freelancing for about you know two two and a half years, and then started growing a team, and um, you know it morphed into the agency that we are today. So um, we really focus on helping digital product sellers to uh, scale with paid ads. Um, and so, you know, we do a lot of, you know, webinar funnels, like really, you know, our, one of our biggest focus is helping people shift from um, the cycle of live launches into evergreen funnels and being able to sell their products all the time. So that is my agency. And then uh, more recently, about a year and a half ago, I started a digital media company called Big Gig. And really our mission is to help freelancers to um, you know, uh, go beyond the nine to five and to grow grow businesses that give them more more freedom, more flexibility, um, greater income potential, all of those things, um, which was really you know my story, right? kind of going from um, you know working in a um, you know traditional job to to freelancing and and running my business. Yeah, that's great. I, I love that. And now, when you're talking like live launches versus evergreen funnels. What is the biggest thing that seems to hold people back from even like breaking away from the live launch approach? Yeah, I think it's fear um, really is, is what, what I see so often because, you know, when you learn how to sell your products in you know a certain way, you know, that's, that's what, you know, it's what you're comfortable with. And, yeah. um, you know, I think the idea of, you know, going to something so drastically different, um, it, it creates a lot of fear for people. Yeah. Um, you know, if like, if the doors are open to my product all the time, are people still going to, are people still going to buy, you know, is, um, is, you know, the removal or, uh, you know, the idea that there is this removal of, of scarcity, is that going to, you know, make it not work or, and there's ways that we can build scarcity into evergreen funnels. So a lot of these are just kind of limiting beliefs about like what, um, you know, what it looks like to, to make that type of shift. Yeah. And so, you know, if your business is built around, you know, okay, I launch once a quarter, you know, four times a year, I open up the doors for three weeks and I'm, you know, doing this really intensive, you know, promotion period and then cart open. And, um, it, you know, it's, it's really scary to entertain the idea of, of doing something, um, that is so different. So I think it's, it's really fear that holds people back. And then when you, when you think about building something evergreen, like what are the, the foundational steps that you think really helps somebody up their success if they're going to go after this more evergreen model? 
for yeah. promoting it. And it, it's all digital products, correct, that you're promoting? Yes, it is. So, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of online courses uh, and, and most of them, you know, ascending people into kind of higher ticket programs on the back end. So sure. you know, whether that's coaching or masterminds or, um, uh, you know, other things um, that you sell as well. Um, but, you know, first, I think it's helpful to just kind of define evergreen and like really what we mean by this. Um, yeah. And, you know, really what evergreen means is it is a funnel where you can sell your products any day of the year, any hour of the day, um, you know, people can, people can purchase from you. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's very different from, you know, this idea of a live launch where, you know, again, you're kind of promoting, um, you know, in a very short time window and you know, in between then people might be able to join a wait list or, you know, whatever it might be, but they yeah. can't actually join your program. Um, and so, you know, with, moving to evergreen, there are, you know, there are pros, there are also certainly some cons. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think one of the things uh, other than, you know, just kind of fear of the unknown, another thing that really holds people back from going evergreen is if there's a big, you know, kind of live component to the way that they execute on their program. So often it means, you know, some structural shifts in kind of what the offer looks like as well. Um, yeah. You know, and there are certainly like ways to, you know, say you have a, you know, six week live program that you take people through, maybe an evergreen funnel, you know, they're getting access to these live calls for six weeks after purchasing, right? But they can still start at any time. So, you know, often there's structural changes that, you know, need to be made to the offer. So that's really kind of the first place to start is to think about what your offer actually looks like now. And, you know, if you kind of had to force yourself to say like, all right, what, what would it require to allow people to start, um, you know, with you at any time um, and what changes would you need to make? So that's really the first thing is, you know, thinking through that piece of things um, you know, logistically. Yeah. And then from there, it's, you know, it's really about like, okay, so how, how do you sell effectively, um, you know, outside of this kind of launch environment? And for our clients, you know, I, I really do believe that, um, you know, webinars are still an incredibly powerful way to, um, to create this type of funnel. And, you know, I think there's, there's so many trends in digital marketing, you know, yeah. things become popular. It's almost kind of cyclical. Like, right. you know, um, and, you know, I think what is, what is very powerful about a webinar is that it allows you to really kind of replicate the accelerated relationship building that happens during a typical launch, right? So like often for a launch, you know, what it looks like for, you know, a lot of our, our clients, you know, where they kind of came from is, you know, they're sending people into, you know, something like a, a five-day masterclass, you know, uh, whether that's free or low ticket and they're, you know, teaching, they're delivering value over the course of, you know, two days, three days, five days, and then they're pitching their program, you know, kind yeah. of uh, in the middle to the end of that. And so what's very cool about, you know, a, a webinar is it allows you to really deliver value to, to teach, to build that, you know, know, like, and, and trust factor over the course of, you know, 60, 90 minutes, and then, you know, make people an offer um, and, you know, allow them to, um, you know, to step in, you know, from there. And, you know, I think the, like, one of the biggest objections is, um, you know, scarcity, how do you create scarcity with an evergreen funnel? And uh, most of our clients use a tool called deadline funnel, which allows you to create a uh, 
individualized uh, timer for every person who attends the webinar. So like say, for example, um, you know, your cart is open for three days after someone attends the webinar, each individual person, like whenever they watch, they're going to get their own individual three-day timer, you know, which at the end of which, you know, either they're no longer able to buy or they're no longer able to buy at the price that was promoted on the webinar. Um, So to answer your question of kind of what it looks like to really kind of go through this process and, and get here is, you know, typically it's doing a series of live webinars to really test and hone this marketing message. Yeah. And then once you hit on a live webinar that is converting at the rate that you need to convert at to, um, you know, to uh, really work, you know, in terms of the, the math of, of how yeah. all the numbers play together, then that is the recording that you then take and go turn evergreen and continue driving traffic to, but, um, you know, no longer need to actually do that presentation live. Wow. That's great. And what would you say to people who are just like, they're nervous about doing a webinar? Like, do you ever have people come to you and they're like, I just don't think I would be good running a webinar. Um, I've had bad experiences myself with webinars. Like what, what, what's your, been your experience just from, from the psychological side of like getting somebody to understand or be comfortable in that environment? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's very valid because, you know, certainly if you are, if you're anxious, if you're really nervous, you know, that like that comes across, yeah. uh, you know, in kind of the, the way that you are selling, the way that you're, you know, teaching and, and really executing in the webinar and people can feel that, right? Yeah. So if they feel like you're not confident, then that creates that doubt in, you know, in the program in in what you're selling and you. And so, you know, I think it's really important just like in all things in business to, really do the self-work and, um, you know, work on, work on yourself as, as hard as you're working on the business. And so if, you know, kind of confidence on video is a challenge for you, then, you know, starting to put out content, even if it feels really scary, you know, putting out uh, video content, um, on, you know, your organic social media and really building that muscle is the, the first place to start. Um, and then from there, it's, it's really just about practice, you know, so for, um, for some of our clients, it takes two or three attempts at a webinar to get a recording that's ready to go evergreen. For other clients, it might take 10, 15, you know, like it, it really is going to be variable depending on you know, kind of how familiar you are with kind of that format of selling mm-hmm. and then how kind of comfortable and confident you are with, um, you know, with showing up in that way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, it, it's interesting just to think through, um, because there, there is so much psychology that goes into like how people show up in a selling process. And that just has to be so important, especially if you're going to make something that's then used over and over and over again. Yeah. So do people ever use, like, do you find it more effective for people to use the word webinar or are, are you having seen people use like different terms for the same concept? Yeah. So, I mean, so we call them webinars like internally, but in terms of like what you're actually presenting it as, usually it's something like masterclass or, um, you know, even just like free training, but I would say masterclass is, is, um, you know, typically the best. The new trendy word right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The one where people feel comfortable because yeah, I've got a lot of people, um, honestly, more on the corporate side that are trying to do webinars and they're still calling them webinars and hitting roadblocks. So I might have to say, hey, maybe we call this a masterclass. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Now, as far as like, how do people know they are ready for putting out a, an evergreen program? Like, let's say they've got like an idea. Do, do you find it helpful for when clients work with you guys to have like certain things in place for it to be effective to have an evergreen sales model? Or do you guys ever work with people that are just starting from the very beginning with a digital product? Or do you like to see like some sort of proven sales record or, or track record with the product? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, I think uh, it's almost best to address that kind of more broadly in terms of paid ads in general, because, mm. you know, it, I think often people jump into advertising um, too soon, yeah. um, which really it's, it's this question of like, what do you have more of? Is it, do you have more time or do you have more resources and, and money? Mm. Right. Um, because if you are, you know, in a position where, um, you know, you, you're going to launch a funnel and, you know, you have $5,000 or, you know, whatever it is to invest. And, you know, that's, that's what you have, you know, it's like that can evaporate very quickly. If right. your first, you know, first three, four five webinars, you know, don't, don't, um, you know, get to the conversion that you need them to, to get to. And so, you know, I think that it's, it rarely makes sense to kind of jump into paid ads with an unproven offer. Right. Um, you know, it's much better if you can validate and, you know, kind of prove out your offer with your, you know, warm market first, you know, uh, prove it out organically, you know, make sure that you're, you know, that, that people want this, that, um, you know, this is something that is selling. And, you know, I think uh, live launches are, are often a, a great way to do that effectively. Um, and so in order to kind of move into more of an evergreen model, and especially, you know, do so with paid ads, it really does require that you're at a place with your product where, you know, you, you know, your market, you know, your audience, mm -hmm. you know, what they care about, why they're purchasing your product, why they might not purchase your product, uh, that you really understand all of that going in. Yeah. Otherwise, you certainly can find all of that out with paid ads, but it's just going to be a very expensive, um, you know, way to, to do it. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think, cause there are a lot of people that they, <laughs> I remember you hear those funny stories or you have these stories stick with you, but I mean, this was many years ago, but had a real estate agent, um, come to me getting, got, got referred to me, wanted to run face Facebook ads because he saw some video of Gary Vaynerchuk talking about how people need to be jumping on the Facebook ad bandwagon. And if you're not, you're missing the train and blah, blah, blah. He came to me. He didn't even have his real estate license yet. And he's wanting to run Facebook ads. And I'm like, you don't know how, you don't have an offer. You don't have any sort of like value ad. You just want to get your face out there and you don't even have a license. I mean, just was like, that felt to me like a very blatant, like you do not have your ducks in a row to be out doing this. Um, most people, if they're thinking about doing Facebook ads are not this guy. Most people have at least some ducks in a row. They may not all be in a straight line, but they're kind of all walking in the same direction. So I, I appreciate you kind of spelling that out a little bit more. Um, because yeah, I think the lore is like, oh, it's really easy uh, to get going with some of this stuff, but it's really easy to do it poorly and waste a lot of money and energy if you don't have things in the right spot. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I would say it's like this, this question of like, like simple versus easy. Like mm-hmm. it is, it's a simple process, but yes. it's certainly not an easy process. Um, you know, and like you said, you know, it might take you 10 attempts to like get to, mm-hmm. um, you know, a webinar recording that, that converts, um, you know, and so, uh, if you think about, and, and I'll kind of give, let me kind of paint the picture more specifically for people, you know, in this process of kind of running live webinars to try to get a uh, recording that you can then flip to evergreen, yeah. you typically need to spend at least two to three times your break even, um, you know, cost per acquisition uh, mm. target, right? So, you know, say you're selling a, you know, a product that costs a thousand dollars, you know, nine ninety seven, whatever it yeah. is, you would need to spend at least two to three thousand dollars on each live in order to actually be able to, you know, know if that was a successful, yeah, you know, attempt or not. Um, and so, you know, depending on your product price, you know, uh, that that's kind of a minimum of what you need right. to spend on each one. So, so you got to kind of think about, um, you know, think about that and and how that's going to look, you know, over the course of you know the the weeks or months that it might take to to test this type of funnel. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and I, I think I'm grateful that you say weeks and months because I think the reality is it's at least months, especially if it's a new kind of setup of just being able to test and and get things optimized and make sure that things are all working properly because it's very rare that a funnel gets set up and moving and is like working perfect from the start and optimized the, from the start the way you want it to. So um just going in with eyes wide open of, Hey, yeah. look, I do have to make an investment here at the beginning um, because it's not going to be fine tuned from day one. Yeah. Well, and the thing I would say too, is like it, the more, the more heavily validated your offer is with organic traffic um, yep. or even with, you know, just, um, you know, whether you're using, you know, maybe you're using paid traffic to drive people to live launches, like, you know, whatever it might be like the, the further along you are and kind of the, the, better of an, um, you know, understanding of how to sell your audience that you have, yeah. the faster that it is going to be. So, you know, I've seen both ends of this. Like I've seen, you know, clients where it, it does take, you know, three, four months to, you know, kind of get something to a place where it's, it's, you know, starting to work. Yeah. Um, but then we had a client last week, um, a newer client who, um, has been, you know, doing live launches for the last you know several years and really had that dialed in and wanted to go evergreen. And, she ran her first live last week and yeah. it converted at 8% and was, you know, an absolute knockout. And, and that's probably the recording that we're going to end up using. She's doing one more um, today in, in like that's about awesome. an hour actually. Um, but, you know, so for her, like it's, it happened a lot quicker, but that's because, you know, she is very comfortable and confident on video, you know, very kind of in tune with how to sell, you know, to her market and, yeah. um, you know, was able to kind of, uh, you know, do it in that way. Yeah. No, that's great. I mean, it's, yeah, you have those instances where you have all the legwork and the, the, it sounds like she's prepared. She knows how to sell. Yeah. She knows her product and how to, how to speak about it. So that's, that's wonderful. Not everyone's got that all dialed in quite yet. So I love that. So tell me a little bit about, um, some of the content creation, it's kind of flipping sides to, um, the gig. Is that correct? Yeah. So um, what you're seeing there with, um, how is that, you know, moving the needle for other freelancers and, and small businesses? Absolutely. So, um, you know, my, both myself and my co-founder in the gig, Jim Hamilton, 
you know, we both started our careers in marketing as freelancers, uh, him doing copywriting and myself doing paid ads. And we just believe so strongly in freelancing as this entry point to entrepreneurship and to, you know, having, um, you know, all the, the benefits that, that come along with that. And, and so our you know, goal with the gig is to, you know, create content to help people to, um, you know, avoid some of the common mistakes and to, you know, really learn how to, you know, acquire and profit from what we call these high income online skills. So yeah. things like copywriting, paid ads, graphic design, you know, high ticket sales, that, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, so we produce a, um, a weekly email newsletter um, called the freelance gig, which is really filled with content around, you know, how to find clients, how to work with clients, how to price yourself, you know, how to, how to work effectively from home, you know, how, how to really kind of be the, the business owner, you know, of your freelancing, yeah. um, you know, venture. Um, but then we also are, you know, looking to really help people to, um, to acquire these skills that can be leveraged in this way. So um, we recently launched the first of our skill specific newsletters uh, called the copywriting gig, uh, which is helping people to, to actually like hone their craft. Um, so mm. started with copywriting there, but we'll be expanding out to, um, you know, additional skill specific newsletters from there as well. Nice. So you're seeing most of the content around this really working um, with copywriting and email, correct? Well, so, so copywriting is the first, yeah. So copywriting is the first, you know, skill specific newsletter um, that we are publishing. Um, But the freelance gig is applicable to anyone who's freelancing, you know, in, in any of these kind of online skill sets. Um, Yeah. And really the focus there is on, you know, how to work for yourself effectively and and how to work with clients effectively. Yeah. What are you seeing people resonating with most? Like what, what are people's biggest needs at the moment? like as a freelancer, what are they, what are they craving most when it comes to like, Hey, help me make this easier for myself. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the biggest one is certainly client acquisition. You know, how, yeah. how do you find people to hire you? Um, which is very daunting when you're new, right? I mean, when yeah. you're starting out with, you know, no, no reviews, no testimonials, you know, no, um, yeah. real work history to point to. Um, but the reality is that's where all of us start. Um, and you know, when, when I began freelancing, um, in 2017, you know, I, I had never done this before. Like I literally, I hired a coach to, you know, teach me, you know, how to run ads. I started working with, you know, smaller clients that were willing to, to take a bet on me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I really worked hard to deliver them results and, um, you know, earn those testimonials and, and grow from there. Um, but the reality is we're all starting from that blank slate. And so we really yeah. teach people the, you know, the skills um, to, to effectively like go out and get those, you know, first few clients when you're brand new. And then also to, you know, get, um, you know, bigger and better clients as you progress and, and grow in your career. That's awesome. That's great. So over the last few years, you, you know, you've been around since well before the pandemic, but obviously the pandemic kind of shook up things dramatically for so many people. Um, how have you personally found yourself innovating either business or just the fact that you did open and start this other business? Um, that might be your answer, but how have you innovated in the last few years to kind of roll with the punches, the world and uh, the trends in marketing have thrown at us? Yeah, it's such an interesting question. I mean, well, 
as far as the pandemic goes specifically, like we, we lost 40% of our revenue, um, you know, the week that the world shut down because mm. we had several of our largest clients that were promoting events, live events. Right. And so all of a sudden live events weren't happening and, um, right. and they, you know, they all had to, to pause things. And so, um, you know, I think it, it really speaks to like that experience speaks to why I believe so strongly in freelancing and, and, you know, really our mission with the gig, because what's incredible about having these, you know, these high income online skills, things like copywriting, paid ads, graphic design, web development right. is that, you know, when something really, you know, something major happens in the economy or, um, you know, whatever it might be, it's very rare that kind of all sectors of the market are impacted equally, mm. right? So when when COVID hit, um, you know, obviously live events, um, you know, were were one of the areas that like literally evaporated overnight, right? But mm. but then there was this massive boom in e-commerce and you know some of these other businesses that were, were actually like very well positioned, you know, in the yeah. pandemic. And so what's incredible about freelancing is that when something changes, you know, you don't have to change what you do. You yeah. just need to change who you do it for. Right. Mm. So, so we lost these clients, you know, as soon as COVID hit that, that had to shut down, but within, you know, four or five weeks, we had brought on new clients that were, you know, well-positioned and, and, you know, still advertising and advertising even greater levels um, right. you know, during, during COVID. So I think that's an important kind of mindset shift. No, I like that because yeah, it's, it's true. The, the changes that happen around us don't necessarily change exactly what we do, but they do, they may change where we put our, our focus towards or who, who might be best served in that scenario. Um, I think we're seeing that a little bit right now as people start to embrace AI and they're like playing around with things. Like a lot of people in our industry are like, oh, where's, you know, is this going to take my job? And I'm, part of me is thinking, well, you might have to pivot a few things in your approach, but as a whole, it may just change who you're talking to versus having to change your whole career completely. So, um, so I do think that's, that's an important mindset shift for sure. And also just to realize that, yeah, when you have setbacks like that, like that's, it's not the end. There's, there are other opportunities around the next door if you're willing to, to look for them. So appreciate that. So, you know, you've, you've obviously seen a lot. Um, if you're, if you're paying attention on paid ads and you're paying attention with all the stuff that you're doing with the gig, it's very clear. You've got a pulse on what's trending right now, what's working, what's not. Um, if you were to give someone advice on how they can go after their next marketing win or just their next, next win in general, whether it's a small win that helps them get to their next big thing, or it's maybe something that's really going to change things dramatically for them. What advice would you give them to go after that next win? I think the biggest thing that I see working right now for business owners is organic LinkedIn. Um, and so, uh, you know, if you are not on LinkedIn right now and creating content on LinkedIn, um, I really believe that is a huge opportunity, um, mm -hmm. especially if you are, you know, selling B2B, you know, if you, if you serve other businesses in some way. Um, but uh, really regardless, you know, they, the opportunity to get organic reach on LinkedIn is so 
far beyond, you know, any other platform right now, you know, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, it, yeah. it is really this blue ocean. And so um, that is really the biggest way. I mean, that's where the majority of our, you know, growth um, for our, um, our newsletters uh, for the gig is coming from, from content on LinkedIn. Um, and I'm seeing this, you know, over and over again. And, and actually um, the, the client that I mentioned earlier who did her, her webinar last week, yeah. uh, she teaches people how to, um, you know, how to do that on LinkedIn. And so, you know, there are resources out there. Uh, like hers is called the LinkedIn Method Academy with Melissa Hinault. Um, but there's so many, you know, incredible, um, you know, ways to, you know, get your message out. Mm -hmm. um, but there really are, you know, so many shifting tides in terms of, you know, where you're going to be able to get that reach and, and really be heard. And right now, LinkedIn is absolutely the place that I'm, I'm seeing that happening. Yeah. Well, I would agree. I, <laughs> I preach this so much to my clients and prospective clients of just LinkedIn having so much potential. So I'm really glad that you said that. Um, so many people, it's amazing. I still have people say like, isn't that just for job searches? And I, I, I'm just like, come on guys, it's 2023. Like <laughs> that was, that was like maybe the case 15, 18 years ago, but it's been way better for a long, long time. So, um, it's funny to people, to me that people still have that mindset of like, oh, it's not that, that beneficial, but I've found that it is a place where maybe people don't like doom scroll for hours, yeah. but when they're there, they are highly in tune with whatever content they're looking at there. And they may not stay long, but while they're there, it's higher quality compared to other social platforms. So I've just found it to be much higher quality across the board. So I'm, I'm yeah, so glad that you said that. So, well, if people want to get more from you and, and learn more from you, um, it sounds like maybe subscribing to the gig might be a good first start, but where else would, should, should people go check you out? Absolutely. So, um, you can find the gig at the gig.io, um, subscribe to our newsletters there. Um, you can find me on, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, um, at Dorothy Ilson, um, would love to connect with, with anyone. So, um, feel free to shoot me a DM and, um, yeah, would be, would be happy to connect. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Dorothy. Appreciate everything that you've shared today and everything that you continue to share week in and week out. Thanks for having me. If you liked what you just heard, please hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our future episodes. And while you're at it, go ahead and leave us a review. That not only helps us out, but it helps others discover great interviews just like this one.